0: This episode of the Fan Fiction Book Club deals with subjects of domestic violence and abuse. If you or someone you know is in an abusive situation, please reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233.
1: hello and welcome to the fan fiction book club podcast a weekly podcast that explores the good the bad and the cringy of fan fiction hosted by me ollie and my lovely co-host poppy Ew. it's g heyo and t stan month, we scour the internet to bring you four different fanfic reads and our theme this month is Cinderella. Check out our website at fanfictionbookclub.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fanfictionados for the full lineup of stories for the month and connect with us on the web. So Cinderella, um, we've already kind of touched up on our views on Cinderella and all of our kind of thoughts regarding both the Disney version and the Grimm's Fairy Tale version. Um, if you haven't checked out our first two episodes of our podcast, please do check out, check it out. We have some really great content there. But to briefly expand more on my thoughts on Cinderella, I have just never been a big fan of Damsels in Distress. It's, I like to read stories about strong female leads. If the main character has to rely on everyone else to get where they need to be, it's just kind of not exciting for me. Um... And of course, it doesn't mean to say that I don't like the story of Cinderella. It's just not a storyline that I'd want to read as a strong, independent twenty-something woman. Twenty-one. What your thoughts. Twenty-one, like 29 pushing thirty. No, you could be. Mysterious. You could be twenty-one I'm just an or twenty-nine. I am merely
0: an entity. An entity. <laughs> the world
1: I never know. So much mystery. Make sure you That's don't have mystery. your birthday checked on Twitter then they'll then they'll know for sure they can do the math or ask Google to do the math for them yeah I'm in the same boat as you Ollie but uh sometimes I'm I'm okay with the damsel if by the end of the story she becomes not a damsel um yeah (laughs) I guess that's my thoughts on that but um what fanfic are we reading this week so, the fanfic that we are discussing this week is Breathe a Cinderella la- or Cinderella Labyrinth by Diana K. Wary on fan fiction. And this was written, I think, in 2011 and it has about 20K words. I don't think it has any like tags. I think it has just like the genre it falls into, which is like drama romance. Yes drama romance characters jareth i think think who is
0: uh the goblin king because this is not only a cinderella story it is a labyrinth story it is a crossover of cinderella and labyrinth so
1: which is interesting does the description say it's a cross is it in the crossover category
0: on fanfiction.net yeah on fanfiction.net no, it's in, the it la- is- it's in movies for Labyrinth. It's under Labyrinth.
1: Oh, it is. So, yeah. Ollie, how did you find it? Did you just literally type in Cinderella into the search window? I think I, I, think I just did a general search for Cinderella. And then this was Okay. under complete. It was just a very just Cinderella. I don't know. I don't know how I found it, actually. I think <laughs> maybe it's just through the search bar. Okay. I don't know that I've ever gone on fanfiction.net and just typed in Cinderella. I think I've always searched via um, the categories. I didn't even That's think safe. about doing that. Yeah. Look at yeah, Molly, awesome. living like a free I know, spirit. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's me. laughs> going her own way. Yeah, doing Making her own her thing. Own okay. She's not a damsel. No. Uh, She's going to type Cinderella into in that search bar.
1: Thing. Push in 30s. It's okay, Ollie. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll be soon. We'll all be 30 soon. Isn't that a thought?
0: I mean, we'll all be 30, oh. 30 one day. One oh. day.
1: If we make Actually. it.
0: One day. <laughs> if this virus doesn't wipe us all out. Oh, Optical. Too soon,
1: Poppy. Too soon. I'm sorry, oh. guys. She's really <laughs> insensitive. She's not woke like us three.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> no.
1: No, Poppy's <laughs> super woke. She grew up in uh the mean I'm streets.
0: I'm the mean A-F. streets
1: of Washington. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right.
0: So, what? 206?
1: Repping uh, the 206. <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
2: What? What? What?
1: Are you fronting Ollie? A uh, front are you from? No, you're the one going, what what? Oh, I was doing the our, uh, you know, what's what's his name? Uh, I don't know. Macklemore. I don't know the reference. Macklemore. Is that a back of the board? Oh, you're popping yes. tags, what what? Um <laughs> what that'll get cut. <laughs> Maybe it won't. We'll see. Um story, Ollie. What is the uh what is breathe a cinderella labyrinth about all right so like a brief synopsis of this story um it's not a super complex story but so breathe, breathe. a cinderella labyrinth it's about a girl named elegance De Noon. she's a 17 year old girl from a small town where apparently no one gives a crap about her uh her mom is dead and life is pretty much miserable living with her dad Dad is super abusive to her. He's a terrible person. He's a terrible drunk. There's really no character arc for him. Uh, He beats his daughter every day. So Ellie is just kind of like existing in this like vicious cycle of pain and abuse that she like sees no escaping from. And then one day she's just chilling in a room and there's like a storm outside and lightning. And then Ellie sees like a white blob out in her backyard. And so she investigates and discovers a wounded owl. Um, and then fast-forwarding, Ellie's just taking care of this wounded owl and feeds it peaches and lunch meat, which I thought was a weird little <laughs> combo to give your owl. That's weird that it's, you um, latched onto that.
0: Like, <laughs> she said peaches, and I was like, yeah, but later. I, I can clarify a
2: little bit on the peaches part. In the Labyrinth movie, Jareth uses peaches, a peach, to put Sarah in like a hallucinogen style, like a uh, dance sequence. So oh. they associate They're him with peaches in the fanfiction.
0: Okay, I see what you did there.
2: <laughs> that 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 part I can clarify on. I don't know. I mean if I saw an owl in my backyard, I might throw a piece of lunch meat. why not?
1: Unless we yeah. I mean, make sense, you know, ignoring the sodium content and you know the preservatives. Okay, okay. okay. I won't go into it. I won't go into it. How big <laughs> is this um, owl?
0: So
1: continue- no, so continuing how, how on. Bigger owls. Are they like bigger than oh, a bread box? I'm trying big. to think how big of an owl he is.
0: It, I'm pretty sure owls <laughs> I mean, are like it kind of a the owl. Yeah, I think owls are like shockingly large. That's like, what I'm like, saying. Think I think they're, they're pretty big. big. they're pretty <laughs> big. Yeah, like, barn owls are about a foot and a half. Like Harry Potter's owl,
1: that's what I envisioned.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what
1: I was white thinking. Owl.
0: The yeah. snowy Foot.
1: owl.
2: Yeah, Foot and a half tall and up to one and a half pounds.
1: Wait, what? Only a yeah. pound? <laughs> I think it's more than a pound. <laughs> it says one and a half pounds. That seems pretty <laughs> light. I mean, I guess they have to fly.
0: Well, I think they, they have to fly. They're birds. Bones. Bones. Yeah, there you go.
1: Okay, she picks up this owl and feeds it peaches and lunch meat. Good catch, because I just glossed yes, over that she, she detail. She got peaches for fun, and I'm like, why get peaches of all things? <laughs> um, I mean, owls are like carnivores, right?
2: Yeah, The, the, I the peaches, peaches are, are a, are a labyrinth-thick trope at this point.
1: Uh, okay, yeah. so Tristan, yeah. you're kind of our like resident <laughs> labyrinth expert. Oh my god.
2: I, I Not have really. So much labyrinth fan fiction. That is a world I never explored <laughs> uh, before, during, and after I met you all.
1: <laughs> I know, because remember <laughs> we had a sleepover at your place, and I think we watched Labyrinth, and I know I fell asleep like a quarter of the way through. So I, I still <laughs> don't brilliant. know the plot to Labyrinth. <laughs> it is, it is one of my uh, my
2: guilty pleasures. Um, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I've read the most, and this is a very, I don't want to say typical, but this hits all the good story beats of a labyrinth story.
1: From 2011.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it hits all the good beats. So, like, as a labyrinth story, 10 out of 10.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is labyrinth Uh, expert approved. Okay, so Ollie, continue with the story. Um yeah so yeah, she feeds this owl. which is <laughs> a lunch She sings to this owl and talks to like a real person, and then one day her her dad is like he's beating her, and the owl transforms magically into a man who is the one and only Jareth Lefay. So the story goblin progresses king. from there. <laughs> <laughs> the goblin king, and our main character falls madly in love with this guy, this goblin king and and again this is a very it's not a very complex story it's a very basic like drama romance kind of like why type of story in the end everything's like a happily ever after type very disney as a disney cinderella would have it Mm -hmm. um
0: so how how did y'all like the story i thought that it was it was good i liked it um it got a little rambly at that point um, sorry uh, no it's it's uh, um, but the so the first the first chapter it's like this super dark like <laughs> Ellie is getting yeah. beat by set like senseless by her father and it's super super dark and like it's awful and I was like oh my god I feel so bad for her and then it drops her full name as Elegance De Noon, and it just undercuts the entire <laughs> darkness of it. I was like, what? <laughs> just like, was oh, awful, and it's like, Elegance De Noon. I was like, huh?
1: <laughs> Tristan, what did you think? Um,
2: I will agree with Poppy. However, again, knowing the, the fic, knowing the culture that is Labyrinth fanfictions, f- fan this is very common. Having it be super dark, not not so much the name. Sometimes the name is not <laughs> ridiculous.
0: Name. Um so in the movie it's Sarah. Half,
2: like Sarah Williams, so like super generic.
0: And they and, and he meets
1: Williams Sarah again at the end of the story.
2: So to kind yes. of like
1: tie it back.
2: Well, there's for a movie that's over forty years old. <laughs> <laughs> Or so <laughs> anyway anyway so yeah but this is very common with these kind of fanfics is that it'll be super dark and then he'll save the the girl and it'll be like sunshine and roses
1: tragic love
2: story tragic
1: in the beginning not the so story. tragic love story yeah i almost kind of felt like um and i don't remember the original movie that well was th- was sarah was she abused at home or anything? That no. character? She was a whiny 15-year-old. No. And she just being. got spirited away by a Goblin King, right? She wished her brother away. Okay. Because she found a book? Is that... Uh, she She had the book. She had the book. Okay. And was... It was the story
2: about someone like her story. Um, like... It's very similar to a Cinderella story, where like a stepmother takes over. Yeah, but in in her in her reality, the stepmom was fine. Yeah, she the a, only like, um, woman and the only she reason just didn't, I like, take care of her baby
1: brother. Okay, because the only reason I ask that is because, and I, the story was probably written by a teenager, which is why it feels insensitive. But I, kind of reading it. I was almost offended by how she was in this um, horrible situation and her father was beating her and they just kind of, it felt like they kind of made light of it from the Goblin King's perspective. It's almost like it's a, it's a very heavy plot device and it's very Cinderella. um, It definitely fits within the Cinderella story
2: formula Mm
1: -hmm. but it's almost weirdly like the it's not as i don't know it's almost like the horror of it is diminished like she's literally thrown down the stairs and stabbed and then it doesn't seem like emotional trauma has really been dealt to her because of that and you don't really see how that affects her interactions with this man with the, yeah. the Goblin King. So it was, it was a weird disconnect. I, I totally get from like a 50 year old writing about a romantic situation and just kind of throwing some sort of conflict in there. But what kept me from really enjoying the story was that detail, because this is such a heavy thing. And I, yeah. I don't think it was addressed with care. But how do you expect a teenager to address it with care when their main focus is just I'm going to bone the Goblin King?
2: <laughs> yeah again yeah. super common super common in this genre of like ultra tragedy and then just kind of whisked away to fairyland especially 2011
1: very yeah. common that was an angsty I mean, I'm trying to think of like what was I reading I mean. in 2011 <laughs> in terms of fan where were we in 2011
0: that was high school when did we, we graduate in- <laughs> <laughs> I know when we I was graduated. 2011 was our sophomore year and we went to college
1: you know uh, i wasn't reading very much fanfic when we were in community college
0: god i was um i was still reading
1: inuyasha <laughs> i think like i think i might have read some naruto fanfic but i was reading a lot of fanfic when we were in high school and then community yeah. college happened and then i picked it back up again when i went to art school is when i picked it back up again but i think at community college i wasn't reading i think i might have been maybe reading hunger games i'm trying to think possibly hunger games and naruto if at all you read naruto (laughs) of course i read naruto fanfic
0: I'm proud of you. Oh my God. yeah it was
1: all was alone, it <laughs> was all it was all it was all sasuke sakura stuff i wasn't into the oh naruto God. sasuke i don't know why right. everyone Whatever. kept shoving that down everyone's throats so i was like no not yeah. my thing it <laughs> and i guess scary. that stuff was kind of angsty this is the the day that right like people were st- email was still like a, a big thing yeah like, I, I guess that was like still black. a thing in 20 20- well it was it was like F- fading. fading out. It was fading out when we when we were in high school. It was transforming okay, into yeah. the hipsters, <laughs> and yeah. now the e boys and girls. E boys, that's a thing.
0: Oh, and now, God, now you sounded is
1: really e-boy. excited about that, Ollie. Oh, no, I was just saying that's that's a thing, and it's a tragic thing <laughs> that that's a thing. the The other thing that was a little off for me was the first person perspective of the Goblin King. He kind of yeah. sounded like a 15 year old. Did anybody else get that vibe?
0: I didn't, I didn't get that, but I thought he would like, chapter 3 was when it first switched to his perspective. Yes. And holy crap, he was just going on and on and I'm, on
1: and on. I'm going to
0: read you guys like, I,
1: uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna it, pre- it, like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna read you guys a little bit. So so the story, um, when it's in Ellie's perspective, it's a limited third person. And then for whatever reason, Jareth perspective Jareth? Am I saying that yeah, right? Jareth. Yep. Yeah. Jareth's perspective, the Goblin King's perspective is in first person. Which I think okay. is an odd choice when you have one character in third person and another character in first sure. person but to each their own. So this is Mm -hmm. um, the start of chapter three. um, And this is what goes on in the goblin king's head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's hundreds of years old. Hundreds of years
1: old. Let's see if this checks out. My problem started just hours before coming to Earth, back down in the underground. Every year, I take a two month vacation from my royal responsibilities and travel above to relax and be among humans. Really, humans are fascinating creatures. Some are beautiful and kind, while others can be terribly ugly and wicked. It's such a wide range of personality. No one is ever sure how a human will react until you get a feel for them and know them. But anyway, I'm getting off track. Yes. I go above to get a change of scenery once a year, and I'm gone for two months. Why did he repeat himself? (laughs) I don't know. I read that, and I was like, dude, I I thought I just read this. And there's more. (laughs) I I travel in my owl form, yet when I meet someone interesting, who's more likely than not female, I reveal myself, and my, is that fun. And my, question immediate, my questions immediately after reading that paragraph were, why would he introduce himself like that? Why would the author introduce him like that? Why is everyone obsessed with women? Why does the Goblin King's inner monologue sound like a 15-year-old girl?
0: <laughs> and so the, this whole repeating himself and himself and herself and everything, yes. it goes on every single chapter. Like, the first couple paragraphs recap the previous chapter. And it's like, I I understand what happened. I just read it. Just keep going with the (laughs) story. Well, the the weird thing is, I I
1: think the author was trying to give the story longevity, like, make it a longer story by recapping what happened from each character's perspective. Because Ellie would do something, and then you'd immediately get Jareth's point of view, but he doesn't really have a personality, so... I don't really care what his thoughts are on putting his tongue in Ellie's mouth to heal her, quote unquote, you know, it's it it was it was pointless. But I I know that there are stories where um, where an author will do that, they will have a situation and they'll play it out. From one character's perspective and then the next chapter is just the other character's perspective on the same situation with maybe a couple differences because they weren't together for the whole entire scene but the only way that that's interesting is if the two characters have very different perspectives and interpretations of what happened that's the only time that that's interesting but because if it and- doesn't
0: repeatedly it- happen
1: yeah and if it doesn't repeatedly happen like Back in the Twilight days, remember, there was that leak of that um, Midnight Sun thing that Stephanie was working on, where it was literally the same story, but from Edward's perspective.
0: I mean, yeah, uh, but it makes sense. I thought that was that was interesting, because in the first book, Edward had like a completely yeah he had a completely different
1: experience so that's like the case where it makes sense because it's actually like a 100 year old vampire versus this teenage girl coming from is she in california somewhere hot arizona west Compton. oh yeah west compton Um, that's the cinderella the cinderella labyrinth they're from west compton missouri i did not oh, catch is, that i did not catch that at all
2: change. Yeah. i didn't catch that either was that at the
1: I, beginning I had, like west I
0: had, compton missouri <laughs> is there a compton missouri it it's it a like a, it's like a neighborhood yeah so hold on
1: west. so this person must be from missouri because that seems weirdly specific must be some
0: small so town it's,
2: it's
0: in missouri it's a it's a historic community in the western Webster Webster County in the state of Missouri. It's it's like it's just a little area of the, the west side.
1: <laughs> so the author yeah, is familiar with th- Missouri.
0: There is indeed a Compton, Missouri, which sounds bizarre. Right. Um, <laughs> straight yeah, straight out of Compton. Not that yeah. Compton. I'm straight out of Compton, Missouri. <laughs>
1: Just under their breath. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Going back to like how they kind of recap in Jared's point of view, this is a fan fiction, so it's not posted all together. So probably every chapter is every week or so. So having maybe a recap is That's necessary. What kind of crazy person reads an incomplete fanfic and follows along with it?
0: In no, two thousand eleven,
1: right? <laughs> a lot of
0: people. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I only read I never wanted to read in pro, uh in process fanfictions. Yeah.
1: I I actually. they're they're teenagers. I don't trust them to finish stuff.
2: Okay. Uh, fanfiction.net actually uh logs that it has nineteen follows. So nineteen people had it in their email every week. For nice.
1: however long had had this story. That's dedication. That is dedication. Yeah, I only ever um followed one, one and a half maybe, fanfics and Ollie. And remember that we followed the same fanfic, and then she just fell off the face Are of the earth. You talking about Kitty Howell? Yes, I am talking about Kitty Howell's fanfic.
2: I followed her. I remember getting email updates.
1: I never got email updates. I would just check in every so often. I had it bookmarked, and I would just check in yeah. every couple of weeks and see how far she got. And she never finished it, Kitty Howell. Uh-huh. Come on girl.' You putting out. you on blast <laughs> if that's even your real name <laughs> um so i so I understand when it's done right, it's really cool, but um, in this instance, it was kind of overkill. I think that um I don't know i I wanted to like this story because i I didn't really have a problem with the writing style. I thought it was mm-hmm. easy to read, easy to follow. I think just the the characterization is really where my frustration in the story lies, because I think of Jared as like this this goblin king with years and years okay. and years of experience, and I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out why the Goblin King would want this seventeen year old girl after three weeks in the basement with her and they never have like a real conversation. There's just exposition about them supposedly having conversations yeah, about very shallow things.
2: Yeah. I will agree with you on that for sure. Um, and it's, again, it was a, it was the thing. Yeah. When you're, you, when you're 15 or so, I'm just guessing you tend to write what you know. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of hard to write a perspective from a... I I mean, David Bowie was 40 when he was in the Labyrinth. Yeah. So regardless of how old the Goblin King is,
0: it's hard to write
2: from a 40-year-old man's perspective. Yeah. Um, But that was also something that came up with the original, was how young Sarah was versus the Goblin King.
1: I was always weirded out by that detail, in the and movie. I think
2: and I think that detail in fan fictions just got worse and worse and worse. And I noticed a trend, at least as as I got older, mm-hmm. um, I saw more fix of it, it came back to Sarah or it came back to OCs, but they were in their twenties, like mid twenties, early thirties. It was it was it was a nice change of pace. But yes. Um, Personally, for me, i I read this and I just could not get the age difference out of my brain. No, I not couldn't the same either. Adult now, and all I could think I, is this child.
1: I don't know that I would yes. have thought this was hot when I was fifteen, knowing that he was ancient. I, I, I know
0: yeah. Have, yeah, like I probably would have, because like when. When I was 17 and I read something about someone who was 17, I was like, oh, sweet, this could happen to me. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's what went through my 17 year old brain. Um, But now that I am in my mid 20s, it's like, girl, you're 17 and he's like hundreds of years old. This is weird. And I wrote that down. And then as soon as I wrote that down in my notes, she turned 18. She turns 18 in the story. And I was like, it's a little better, but i No, still, weird. still nope. Like,
1: nope. Uh, I I appreciate that they... Because I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, how old is this girl? And then her birthday rolls around, and I'm like, thank God she's at least 18 before, yeah, before anything, anything happens. But um, yeah. I do have a question. So mm-hmm. when we read these fanfics, we um, associate the characters with the physical representations that we see on like the covers of books and in movies and on TV Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So while I was reading this, I saw the Goblin King is 40 year old David Bowie, which made it really weird for me considering she's underage and then barely legal halfway through the book. But I was just thinking, I'm like, well in Twilight, he admits to being 119 and Bella's 17 and I was still into that because Edward Cullen was like he looked like he was 17 would he, he was permanently like and he was permanently yeah. 17 so would I'm wondering if I went into the story knowing this was the Goblin King but knowing that he looked like super hot uh Whatever that actor who plays Edward Cullen's name is, I sadly forgot <laughs> it. I am, I am so sorry, Robert Pattinson. You're very handsome. But <laughs> if, if we went into it knowing that, I feel so shallow for saying this, but I think I'd be okay with it. It,
2: yeah. it would have definitely been different.
1: But the entire time yeah. I just kept thinking like, this is like a 40 year old man and he's wearing tight tights. Yeah. Well, i didn't I, when i was reading this i didn't see david bowie's face i just created a different person like a younger how old was he and that's looking totally person. Fair. in my head i had him as like a looking in his early to late 20s i didn't think she was trying to pull from david bowie at all and it's weird because they don't explain what he looks like or anything like yeah, that. yeah because I, so I just i just got like she, was she just thinks that you person. know <laughs> yeah that's yeah. because I didn't get a really good explanation of what he looked like I could just associate David Bowie so I thought of him in his tight pants with his crotch just like stick it out so it, it made it weird for me <laughs> what, what are you putting up Tristan that's better that is
2: David Bowie at 20 because I, I oh, actually okay.
1: I tried to look up and I, I did I looked up pictures of David Bowie younger Kind of like because Tristan, for people who can't see, Tristan just sent a picture of David Bowie in the chat. That um, is him when he was younger. So I could see that. I could see that, and I think I could be okay with it. I'm still weirded yeah. out by the age difference, but at least if he looked, he appeared younger. It's still weird, but he appeared a, younger. Yeah. I don't know that I would. Into an owl. Well, you can transform yourself any age, I would assume. But, but she never says. Show. The author mm-hmm. never it's says. Different. Different. How old uh, the Goblin King? She she didn't give any real descriptors of what he looked like, other than She gives so many description descriptions of herself, mm-hmm. but not of yeah. She only describes his poet shirt. That's all I like. Yeah, I remember his shirt. And yeah. He had tight pants. <laughs> Did you guys find it weird how into describing her own body she was? Like just describing what? their appearances. Ellie's body. Oh no. Yeah. To no, so this
2: is kind that.
1: of a trend. Yeah. I mean, it, it's trendy, but I don't know that it was... It's weird that she, they, the author would choose to, in third person, describe her as much as she's described, and then David Bowie isn't really...
0: Not it David Bowie, more and then that other character.
1: In, uh, I know. That was the time, because they'd For say, sure. like, they'd say, they look like this, their body's like this, and they were wearing this outfit, yep. which isn't as oh, well, trendy nowadays yeah. to do. Mm-hmm.
0: So he, here's here's the thing here this is what how the author described the goblin king when he first transformed back from an owl. The man had light blond hair coming to a mane at his shoulders and pale skin. He wore leather pants tucked into his boots at the calf and an open white poet's shirt. His teeth were somewhat jagged but white and well kept. His eyes, which were glued to the floor as he tried to control his breath, were two different colors, a golden golden brown and a sky blue. He was alluring and powerful-looking, and after what just happened, he terrified Ellie. That is- that's- That just makes me think of David Bowie. That makes me think of David Bowie in Labyrinth. Yeah.
2: Okay, what bothered me most about that paragraph- and this is this is nerd, this is nerd tea stand coming out. Show us your floors. nerd, David Bowie's eyes aren't two different colors. they're both blue. He had a head he had a, a traumatic head injury as a child, and so it blew out one of his pupils. So he uh. has blue eyes, just one of them, the pupil is bigger. that's it
1: uh. that's the difference did i thought i thought that was a thing that they changed the eye color in the movie no because i i know just so everyone knows i know nothing about david bowie i know next to nothing about labyrinth um so i i i didn't even think of this as a david bowie thing i thought maybe he had color contacts for the movie or something
0: i wonder if this is like a mandela effect
1: I don't know. <laughs> They're different colors, but it's actually not.
0: <laughs> no, he's, he's just got light blue eyes. And so because one of them, the pupil is so dilated, it just looks so stark. You know, I just yes. posted a picture of him. Mm-hmm. in Labyrinth. Close, You can see it too. So see, see this, this is
1: the face I was seeing throughout this entire thing. So just yeah. imagining yep. and, that, and that face, putting his tongue down her throat. It's and just
2: that's not. It's <laughs> that with with fan fictions, especially that time when you said Jareth in the Labyrinth fan fiction, uh-huh. that was the face. Yeah, there was no alternates. There was no. Uh uh-uh. They didn't have a comic. They they made some comics. Didn't have the comic book reference. Didn't have any the Needy young reference. That face. Hmm. So so didn't a comic where he was young and it was very cute. By the way.
1: So in short that was probably the most unsettling part of the story is just the age difference between them and imagining old David yeah. not old middle-aged David Bowie with this young girl and nothing against David Bowie he's a handsome man he didn't look very handsome in this movie i'm sorry and it just made it even weirder the age difference plus the craziness um yeah. and I, I i i couldn't conceivably see how they would find each other appealing
2: yeah. Well, again, speaking as someone who was at one point 17 and in this fan fiction, yeah. this fandom, he's pretty in like a, a terrifying way. At least that's always, how I always thought about it. So I, I don't see any reason why someone wouldn't be like, oh, he's hot. I just can't see the other way. I can't see, you know. David Bowie as the Goblin King, going, hey, this seventeen-year-old, yeah, I'll bang that,
0: yeah. Of all the, of all the choices, the way that he's written is that he's a uh, kind of a womanizer, and he'll yeah. just do whatever. But but because of her situation and her father's beating her, uh, he dis and he she was taking such good care of him as an owl that he decided, he was like, I'm just not, not gonna, he's, he wasn't gonna try to push it. And then she comes for him and he's like, all right. (laughs) So
1: let's, yeah, it's, okay. The
0: womanizer aspect is very strange to me Uh,
2: because that's definitely not like canon.
1: Well, I think uh, that's
2: entirely made up. I think that, well, it's a fan fiction, so. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. But like, it happens a lot. So
1: that was like, where'd you get that? I, I didn't get the sense that he was a womanizer from this. Where where in the text did you guys get that vibe? He was a womanizer? Yeah. I mean, the thing that you that... read. Oh, yeah, just that last yeah. sentence? Yeah, he comes I... down every, what, two months to find a woman, pretty much. Oh, is that yeah. why he... Because I just thought he was literally going on a vacation, and then... If in the off chance that he met someone interesting, most likely a woman, they would reveal he would reveal himself.
0: I didn't get that. Uh, as, I I
1: didn't interpret that as every
0: interesting is in italics, so it's like interesting. <laughs> you know, I thought he was.
1: I thought that the author was trying to make him seem cute because just initially reading um, Jareth's first person POV. It sounded very much like a 15 year old. So then I tried to put like a whimsical um, spin on it where the character was kind of like trying to be old but young at the same time. And I read it as like a grandpa trying to be silly. Kind of. Thing. <laughs> like I I, I I almost interpreted it as more of a cheesy line than a, the Goblin King's going to get some yeah yeah sort of way but that's just how i interpreted it because i thought i was kind of being when i was reading it through the first i'm like well maybe i'm kind of being unfair just assuming that this is the voice of a 15 year old even though it still read that way to me um so i tried to like read through a second time and kind of apply like um a more theatrical uh way of expressing what he was what the author had him supposedly thinking is his inner monologue Um, so I didn't catch the womanizer bit, but let's talk about the romance, um, between these two. So we kind of lightly touched on, um, the fact that it kind of seemed implausible for only being in the basement for three weeks for them to fall in love. Um, but we talked a lot about the age difference. One thing that I did like about their romance that I think more um, just romance novels can take a hint from is that he was very um, respectful of her sexuality and of her inexperience, did not push her into anything, was definitely like, mm-hmm. is this okay multiple times? Like, guys on college campuses can learn from this. Um. He
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. got <laughs> He, he got he got her consent for everything everything yeah. yeah. every for every for base that the he went to I want to read because if, yeah. if it
1: wasn't for the age issue I would say this is a very hot way of approaching a romance and approaching like the physical aspect of a romance it was just so weird the age difference so it's almost like I couldn't get into it as much as I would if they were like maybe like maybe it was an urban fantasy novel and this woman was like in her twenties and he's whatever age he is. And the perfect excuse to start a physical relationship is if I kiss people, I can heal them like that's So, so,
0: so let's, let's go over that. So yeah, Ellie, um, gets abused by her father basically every single night. Um, And when she comes back down into the basement, she locks the door and the Goblin King has these powers of healing. And so he kisses her wounds and her wounds go away. And the first time that happens, he's like, he's asking, is this okay? Is this okay? Is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just, just heal, heal me, you know? And so it's, it was very sweet, you know, like he Mm -hmm. just wanted to heal her and it wasn't a sexual thing, you know? No. Um, Until it was. Yes. (laughs) It wasn't
1: a sexual thing until it was. So I have this bit from um, chapter eight. um, Okay. I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing. I'll read the first part, and then we can chat a bit, and we'll see if I want to read the second part. But um, she is, uh, in Chapter 8, she's being abused again by her father, and um, Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what happens. I think he, like, punches her in the stomach or something. So he's been, over the couple of days, he's been, like, kissing her injuries on her arms and whatnot. So she gets an injury on her stomach, which involves, like, a little more of an intimate um
0: it's it's across her chest oh it's across her chest he's like tried to stab her
1: i i thought he tried to stab her um on her birthday that was eight yeah you know you're right this is the same chapter is that maybe this is before she goes is i don't remember if this is before no this is probably after she goes upstairs right before they bang yeah, this is right before they bang. So, yeah, so sorry, she gets that was really crude. <laughs> <laughs> but they do, they totally bang. But in a rated teen way, which I appreciate. Yeah. But um he goes, I'm sorry, he said, trying to keep calm. This'll be invading your privacy a bit, but I have to do it. I'll let you slap me afterwards, okay? And then without saying anything else, he bent down and kissed her wound along with half of her most private self. Ellie was coherent enough to realize she didn't mind him kissing her like that. In fact, in that moment, when she thought she possibly might die, she realized two very important things. Number one, she was in love with Jared. And number two, she wasn't afraid of being close to someone and cherished, at least not now. She had been afraid of her father all her life. She didn't want to be scared of anything else now she faced hell every day at home so why fear it and then after that she asks him to bang her but um <laughs> but i i thought i thought that was like a really romantic moment and i'm so sad that it was wrapped up in this fanfic because i i think their romance could have been i don't know it's got some good bones The romance has some really good bones and I think it has some really good moments, but that number one, she's in love with Jareth. Totally get it. Number two, she wasn't afraid of being close to someone and cherished. We didn't really see any instances in the story where she fought being close to anybody because the only other character is her dad. Mm -hmm. So I would have liked to have seen something to instigate her opening herself up to someone because I, it never occurred to me that she had a problem opening up to anyone because you don't see her interact with anyone besides her dad.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's implied, but it's yeah. not implied well. No, it's not
1: implied well. So I thought that was a weird number two to have. Like, it's sweet, but yeah. it's that, that section is sweet on its own. But in context of the whole story, you don't get it. And I almost wanted to, like, just fill a bunch of details in and make some stuff up in order to make this great Because Mm -hmm. I think the romance had a really good opportunity to be great. But the fact that they only met each other over three weeks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did they actually Uh, give a time frame? Yeah. They gave it a time frame from her birthday. It's about three weeks. Because he's an owl for like four days or something. And then he said it was going to take him another month or so to be up to um, full magical power to leave.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. And can I just interject? Mm, that yeah. I I kind of don't like that they call each other precious. I
1: didn't even notice
0: that. I
1: probably just yeah. ignored that detail.
0: Did they like, say that a lot? <laughs> yes. He yeah. calls her precious like all the time. And it's weird. Does she like, call I- him precious? She starts calling him Precious yes, and yes. he thought it was cute that she started using his nickname for her for him. But I just, I, I don't like Precious because it just reminds me of what's it that seems, guy, Smeagol? It seems demeaning, oh, God, you, no. know? Yes. Yes. you know? <laughs> <Precious>.
2: <laughs> to clarify, it's a thing from the movie.
0: I felt like it must be, but it was still like, I just don't. No, I just personally don't enjoy that pet name. It's just weird to me. Yeah, no, the
2: the movie was also like creepy with it because during the movie Sarah is sixteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so, well, you by the way, age difference
0: here, not unprecedented. Yeah. And like this there it's the author's not trying to be creepy, but just the fact that he says precious made it creepy.
1: Well, because precious is like a term you use with your child, like you're my precious baby.
0: Yeah, it it sounds too like you're a you're a small child.
1: Yeah, like it's it's deme- It's it's I don't know that demeaning, but in that context, it's almost a weird possibly demeaning. It just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, but the
2: thing the thing that actually bothered me about that, and I agree with you, uh, Poppy. I totally agree with you on the precious being a little weird. It's the pres the the, the, the phrase they use is precious thing. It's the thing oh. that bothers me,
0: precious, precious thing.
1: Yeah, you're not a person; you're a thing.
0: Did he call her
1: precious thing? Yes. That I'm, I'm thinking in nickname. this book, I I ignored some.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, a lot some of it was kind stuff. of cringy. I mean, I, that's no, I I honestly, I just I think, uh huh. Like, I think that so when he says. Yes, precious. It's like yes, precious. I just can't get Smeagol out of my mind. But if he said <laughs> yes, if he said yes, precious thing, I I feel like that that in my mind is better because it it eliminates the the precious type thing. That's you know? fair.
2: That's fair. I mean, you definitely like, got the <laughs> Smeagol association going on.
0: <laughs> like I couldn't stop. I couldn't <laughs> stop. I'm, I I haven't seen Lord of the Rings, but I have. I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my gosh you've
0: like, never seen lord of the rings poppy i've seen like the first one for like but i couldn't get through it i kept falling asleep
1: i'm in yeah, the same boat you um, and sg fall
2: asleep to movies and like i don't blame you
0: <laughs> but <laughs> well, it makes it hard rings to show to like fantasy
1: it's why movies. we're soulmates like
0: <laughs> yeah. lord of the rings is the only movie that i can i just can't stay awake for
1: yeah it's, it's tough like
0: 50 hours like, long it's yeah, long. yeah.
1: <laughs> 50 oh god
0: Which is weird because I I
1: got through all the Harry Potter movies just fine.
0: No, me too. I don't know if it's just Harry Potter interests me more, but... I I don't know. know. It's It's like basically the same.
1: I couldn't get through those and I couldn't get through Star Wars. The um, Lord of the Rings or the Star Wars. I just couldn't. Get through Star
0: Wars. Just can't get through Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) this is not a Lord of the Rings fan fiction. We'll We'll get to that that at some point.
1: We'll get to it. So, Tristan, I know there's like a a babe song or something.
0: Oh, did you catch that babe reference? Can you explain that to me? It was hard not to catch that (laughs) reference because it was just it was cheesy. So it's in chapter nine and I can read. I can
1: read it. So this is Ellie talking. I'm guessing you won't kiss me then. She sighed. I backed away to look at her and push her hair back elegance i thought you knew knew what that you remind me of the babe and she looked at me quizzically <laughs> what babe <laughs> the babe with the power what power the power of love my precious thing to po- the power to make a goblin king fall in love again and with that i kissed her lips and pushed her down onto the mattress i was going to make this the best night of her life or I would die trying.
0: Drama. <laughs> <laughs> that, so that was like so cringe. That was so cringe. Okay. So
1: what's okay. this babe thing? Please explain the it to reason, me.
2: The reason I made that noise while you are reading that. Because in the movie, he is singing this to a baby. <laughs> what? The song is talking about an actual baby. Is it? Well. It and Sarah, it's kind of a mix, but the point is, is that he is holding a baby while singing this song to his
1: goblins. Is, are these direct lines from the song? Yes. Uh, so that you you remind, you remind me, me of the babe, babe. Mm-hmm.
0: the what babe, the babe with the power, the power. power,
1: the power
2: of voodoo is where that. Okay, I thought it was voodoo. voodoo. Yep. <laughs> put it in the discord chat okay um i will have, have to listen to it, it after it we're podcast. done
0: yeah <laughs> but <laughs> like the, the the power of voodoo voodoo, do what yeah. remind me of the babe or something yep. like that you yep. know it's like yep. it just, yep. it's a circle <laughs> yep so why watch and Labyrinth. then something
2: like about baby crying crying hard is whatever yeah it, he's singing he's holding a baby and singing it
1: so Something that, that, it weird. So, that it a a, so that was just That's a so that was just a reference for the true fans is all. Yes. That was just a little thing for the true a very obvious easter egg for the true fans. It
0: was yeah. so obvious that I, not a true fan who have only seen Labyrinth once, got it. Like I mean, I, yeah. I vaguely
1: remember that song. I just know the power of voodoo, who do you do or something like that. I remember that part and yeah. something about a babe, I rem- but I wasn't sure I of the whole context. The-
0: I remember seeing the GIF compilations on Tumblr of it. I
1: didn't <laughs> oh, know God. those existed. We'll have what to a, check those out. <laughs> throwback.
0: I know, right? That's where um, we were in 2011. We were on oh, Tumblr. God oh tumblr days (laughs) this just that that
2: paragraph or that section of words just bothered me because i knew what the original was referencing i was like you don't that's not a song you sing to someone you're about to bang that's a song you sang to a baby and apparently it was 20 years before the uh events of the story
0: yeah, so the movie Labyrinth took place 20 years before this fantasy. Which fiction. would
2: make the baby in question older than the main character.
0: Yes. Oh. Yep. Wow. I, I don't want to think about that.
1: Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what makes it weird the fact that he's an old man and he's into a 17 year <laughs> old. Old, old <No>. man. <laughs> it's like, it's already weird, but that's weirder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. See, yeah. I the have. The baby
2: in question in the movie would have been 20 at the time of this the story older than the main character
0: yeah that's
2: that's
1: not
0: great
1: (laughs) (laughs) so so that and that was the last um oh wait i guess i'm trying to think of like what labyrinth references were there so there was the book too um from the original labyrinth that this girl's mom that uh what's her name ellie that Ellie's mm-hmm. mom just happened to pick up at a garage sale and she just is it like has a spell book. So or what like is that book? Okay, the book.
2: There is no canon answer for that. However, the book does not exist. They never created one. Um, and the general consensus is that it was given to Sarah by the
1: Goblin King. Okay. She just sold it at a garage sale. <laughs> and, she, and she just <laughs> has it? Because I was wondering, I was wondering if like I i was about to be really weirded out because Ellie was talking about, oh yeah, my mom had this book at a garage sale. And I'm like, is Sarah her mom? Because that would be really messed up. Oh. If God. Sarah was no. her mom. Oh no. No. But thank goodness it no, didn't Sarah. end up that way.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Cause
1: I was trying to think oh, like no, what's no, Sarah's last this. name. <laughs>
0: Her mom did buy it from Sarah at her garage sale. <laughs> those, those
2: sticks do exist, though.
0: They do? Because I was like, "This, yes. I'm I'm barely
1: hanging on with the age difference. And then if Ellie happens to be Sarah's daughter and Sarah died, or Sarah's the one that well, died I mean, in a car crash.
0: I mean, that's of kind of a pure it pan type thing. You know, like there's the first Peter Pan, Pan where where he's he's with Wendy, not really with Wendy, but he wants her to stay, and she goes away, Mm -hmm. and then
2: oh, that's right,
0: her daughter, like goes with. I I guess that's true. Yeah, but Peter Pan looks like. Peter Pan is a child. Yeah. I mean he, he's I mean, probably as old as the Goblin King though. <laughs> yes, but he looks like a child. He it's looks like a child thing, and he acts like a
1: child. And there's nothing sexual talking. about it. There's nothing sexual about Peter Pan. <laughs> it's very all funny. very
0: innocent. Yeah, it's all very Peter innocent. Yeah.
1: Like I get so, I get like best friendship with someone's kid possibly, but like you want to bone the mom and ask her to marry you and then you know, bone the daughter.
0: Yeah, that's weird. That's Stop weird. <laughs> I'm very glad that is not the direction this fan.
1: Yes, I was so glad too.
0: General <laughs> yeah. fandom
2: consensus is that there's only one in existence.
0: Okay, and so
1: it has to be that Ellie's mom bought it from Sarah's garage sale. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yep. Sarah sold the book at a garage sale, and I love that so much.
0: She? I know that's so funny. She's like, this she went funny. on this huge adventure, and then was just like, eh I don't care about the goblin. And so, table, and and, just and sold I don't it for like five bucks. And so that
1: book doesn't does it mean anything, or is that just another Easter egg? Because it didn't yeah, so, really do Ellie any favors, or does she have to make wishes on that book? Or it, yeah, the I mean, book. I think it was just an Easter egg because okay. the original
2: book. The whole point of it is that's what introduces Sarah to the concept of wishing her brother away. Okay. Which sets off the plot.
1: <laughs> and then I, I don't even know how to guide this conversation with Sarah. Does somebody else want to kind of talk about that? About Sarah showing up at the end? Yeah, Sarah showing up at the end. Because they're like getting ready for prom to or like, something. No, she, she was getting ready for her drive
2: home. but she felt like she was getting ready for prom. Oh, I thought I, th- I thought they were literally prom.
1: getting ready for Brav. Yeah, that's maybe. that's that's why I was what? confused. <laughs> oh, yes. That's yes, why I was confused I, um, at the end. Thought- and Sarah no, was probably- like, was Sarah a teacher or something?
0: No, she was she was visiting them in the underground to give her blessing. Okay, that that epilogue was um,
1: confusing. How come all these fanfics, the last chapter is just confusing? They're trying
0: trying really hard to tie everything up.
2: I feel like Sarah showing up kind of undercut the whole thing. Yeah. Because Sarah in this story would be 36, and all I could think about was (laughs) she would be a much better queen.
1: Uh, (laughs) yeah ellie is a character she had no real person i mean i guess she was sweet but that doesn't make a uh a main heroine of a story
0: she wasn't really a heroine she was she was a damsel in distress really like she but i guess this is cinderella
1: we're talking about i I keep treating it it like cinderella
0: she was kind and good-hearted and good-willed and mm-hmm. she showed other people kindness when she was not shown kindness herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that that was her character. Like she, yeah. was, like, she was going to get out of her abusive situation once she graduated from high school. But then the Goblin King showed up and he whisked her away before that happened. So it was oh, like, like, yes, she was going to save herself, but she didn't have the opportunity to save herself.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and i, I like so she
0: way. finishes high school he does they say okay. that yeah she he he's like he's like oh yeah you can finish I high must school and then just come live with me down in the underground yeah road. and you he know, even
1: like, said he's mm-hmm. like we can split our time between above and below so you can go to college and pursue your journalism career
2: i yeah. must have completely missed that i'm glad you guys read like,
0: it. like the <laughs> goblin king is a total feminist yeah. <laughs> Like you, girl, you go have your own your own, yeah, time, you go career, do your time, own your thing, <laughs> I am a supportive husband, yeah, he's very supportive throughout this entire story yeah, which which made me that that's what made me like it, yeah, that he was very kind and supportive of her,
1: i think as as male characters go, he was a very woke male character. Um, especially for, for 2011 so it's for 2011 I know that's like before a lot of our uh our big feminist strides yeah. <laughs> that we've had over the past couple of years yeah I just wish that I really enjoyed his character I just wish that um he wasn't necessarily the goblin king like I think he'd be great in another story
0: mm-hmm. just
1: that type of perspective would be great in another or- story
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if she was older. Or if
1: she was older. I could have lived with it if she was older, but then they would have to completely restructure her um, home situation.
0: It would also be an, a mental abuse situation as well yes. as, as a physical abuse. Because that's what a lot of domestic that's what's violence... That's keeping
1: her staying.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I can only yeah, imagine... Like when-
0: yeah, when husbands are are beating their wives, it's and the wife doesn't leave. It's because she doesn't feel like she yeah, has she anywhere has anywhere, else anywhere to, to go. go. Yeah, yeah, and she feels trapped, and uh-huh. so that would be a whole another layer to the story that they would add, and it would be a lot darker.
2: There's a lot of domestic abuse, parental mm-hmm. issues, and they always end the same way with a wish, and then the Goblin King coming and saving them or whatever. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. interesting to see that because not every fandom, even like fandoms of superheroes, that's not really the trend.
0: But with no. like Labyrinth,
2: it seems like almost every fic is something abuse related. Interesting. Yeah, I was. Although yeah. to be fair, I haven't I haven't read anything like that since twenty eleven to twenty thirteen. Well, I tend to curate my stuff more now.
1: I think that um. That trend, I, I don't necessarily read that content, but I definitely see it where um, there is a character um, that's usually like a, like a self-insertion type character mm-hmm. or something, and they're experiencing some sort of abuse, whether it's emotional, physical, um, societal, like being bullied at school. And they're taken out of that situation. In the case of the labyrinth, that's a wish and the Goblin King coming. But um, you see it in stories where, like, some guy is like really rich and into them, and he just Mm -hmm. kind of starts paying for their life, which is really unhealthy. But you see that in fanfics, like, um, and like uh, a gang, like the mafia taking you in type of thing. Mm -hmm. That's a really weird. BTS fanfic trend where they're, like, gang members <laughs> that pick up oh girls off God. the street. <laughs> I the haven't... Korean mafia? Oh, God. Yeah, or, like, the Yakuza. Ollie, we've read y- Yakuza, um, Naruto stuff, where Jeez. that... Have Have you run into Is that, that, Ollie? Good? Um, I don't think I've read anything
0: about, like, gangs taking...
1: I haven't read Halloween. it. I just see the, the um... The description because I'm not really into that. Where, but I've 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 seen it in in other fandoms, and it's usually situations where um, there's like some sort of idol worship involved, where that character is just taking them away from everything bad that they've yeah, experienced.
2: Yeah, the I was thinking of for like the labyrinth stuff. It's also again, it's part of the whole Cinderella trope. Yeah. Yeah, totally a Cinderella being trope. Being saved. And, and I think that's why, because a lot of people grew up with Disney movies. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I and mean, pretty much every Disney princess has some Disney kind of, exactly. yeah, someone takes exactly. her away from everything that's bad. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah.
2: I think it definitely affected how people who wrote, you know, people our age yeah. wrote fanfics when we were younger.
1: And we're kind well, of getting kind getting of out of that age because when we were kids, that's when people would have been watching Cinderella and whatnot. Kids nowadays, they have a whole new set of uh, shows and fandoms and whatnot to grow mm-hmm. up with that are more are positive women. and have stronger female yeah. influences. So I definitely see that going away. But I have noticed and you even kind of see it in Korean dramas, too, where these average girls are like they're whisked away and taken care of by they're always the ceo of some company but um (laughs) yeah if i was like a younger like if i was in my a teenager i would probably like this story a lot more because it's like when you're younger you just want someone to whisk you away from all your Mm -hmm. troubles but when you're an adult you can't just be whisked away you have to like solve it on your own and be in a (laughs) Adult. <laughs> i don't think i figured out i don't think i ever had a fantasy at any point in my life of being whisked away really never yeah. no know, but, but i've always been yeah that's my personality yeah. i'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> i'm a realist any other um things we want to go over for this book we covered a lot <laughs> we did we had a lot of discussions we had some tangents too I thought it was a very sweet cheesy story
2: it took Um, me um, back it took me back to yeah like what i used to just devour all the time Uh, it was a a good nostalgic story i appreciated it
1: i mean i i enjoyed it too because like when i was younger that's all i read was that drama romance Mm -hmm. type of genre and it's like hit every little thing of like um girl with a tragic past meets a guy then happily ever after like that yeah I definitely consumed that kind of stories <laughs> from fan fiction um, but absolutely it was I actually wished it was longer and like more thought out or like not thought out but like the the author just delved into it a little more and gave the characters more more, more life more teeth The Ellie because like they gave Jareth more i mean like maybe because we actually knew who he was so mm-hmm. we knew more about him but like ellie just didn't have much no character to her
2: mm-hmm. i was just gonna say one thing i wish that i had seen was more cinderella beat i feel like yeah. if you're gonna call it cinderella mm-hmm. you know a, a couple yeah. more of those beats would have been good
1: because it was but, only uh, Cinderellic yeah. in the fact that um She came from an abusive situation and then he as her fairy godmother slash prince kind of whisked her away from the from what happened to her.
0: Another one where Cinderella ends up with the king. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she gets her own kingdom. Nothing wrong with it at all.
2: Nothing wrong with it.
1: Yeah, I um I feel kind of like a jerk saying this, but I, I wasn't super keen on this story.
2: <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, we were just saying how we used to love these kind of stories, but you were saying that you didn't.
1: Yeah, I like. I
2: think there's some nostalgia for for, for us. For you but guys, I yeah. For it wouldn't touch you like that. Yeah, that was a weird sentence. Sorry. <laughs>
1: I was like left out of right world. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it makes sense cuz cuz this this was never something I was into. I, I liked the, the escapism of fan fiction for like fun fantastical um kinds of mm-hmm. stories and it, this was a a little more of a downer than I like a story to be unless it's like a really well told downer that's more of a character study um of people that are surviving tough situations. But Mm -hmm. this one was just kind of like they had their foot in the water of being a really deep, um, dark angsty story, but not really hitting the mark. Um, And and when I was younger, I just totally avoided that stuff because I just wanted like fun stories. And now Mm -hmm. I've, I've read some fan fictions that do a much better job of exploring that psyche of angsty characters and this one doesn't so i I mean that the the romance the romance scenes were hot i mean but that's about my only (laughs) (laughs) that's like my only uh comment on that take it or leave it this one so um what would you guys rate this story out of five um crystal balls five crystal balls <laughs> no, let's two glass slippers. No, again five glass slippers. Me, but, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I
0: think that I, I would rate this probably two and a half to three glass slippers. Huh. It's like right in the middle. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think I would give this like, like a four.
1: A four. A solid four. What is this? Glass slippers? Or crystal yeah. balls? Yeah. Glass, glass slippers. slippers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Glass Thank slippers you, <laughs> equate to crystal balls. <laughs> Ignore me. Ah, uh,
0: yes. <laughs> <The> same family. <laughs> but yeah, a solid four, I think.
2: That's fair. That's fair. Was there anything that really stood out that bumped it up to a four?
1: Um, Because this is kind of like the genre that I always fall into is that romance drama. That's totally fair. Yeah. I am mm-hmm. not a fan of, like, comedy or parodies. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
0: Like our previous one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so That's why this is getting a lot more points. Um,
0: in to the are are you are you rating this higher because this was your your choice? I, I was, was wondering,
1: wondering if any of that was involved. Mm. Oh, so, I just like a good drama. Ro- not that this was a great no. drama, drama romance. Just more I'm just more romance teasing. than drama. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm
0: just teasing you. <laughs> Alright. Um, I will
2: peasant. go. I will go. Uh, I want to give it a three. Like a good solid nearly smack dab in the middle three. Um, just because, again, it was good. It was something that I have enjoyed in the past. But I'm just so much pickier now <laughs> about what I consume. <laughs> Especially, like, the, I wouldn't say it took take me by surprise, because it's literally the first sentence, mm-hmm. but I appreciate warnings about violence. I like to know what I'm getting into, mm-hmm. and that's more on the website than the actual story,
0: but, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm just I would appreciate it. A little tag pickier than I used more... to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: AO3 does a better job of curating that. Kind of stuff and fan yeah. fiction does. I would rate this book <sighs> I'm like teetering between a two and a three, so I I'm, I'm just gonna say a two. I'm just gonna go with a two. Um right. It wasn't too nostalgic for me, but it gets a point for Jareth being very woke and another point <laughs> for tastefully doing a teen romance sex scene.
2: On. yeah that's it. Uh-huh.
1: yeah and it's course <laughs> 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 thank you for listening you. to the fan fiction book club our pick this week was breathe a cinderella labyrinth by diana k wary you can find this story and more of the author's work on fanfiction.net the theme song is Funkorama by Kevin McLeod. You can find more at Kevin's Music on incompetech.filmmusic.io slash artists slash Kevin McLeod. The works discussed on the fanfiction book club are not our own. All characters mentioned belong to the original authors. Cheers! Yeah, boy! Whoa!